insurance agents from around the world. Welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast, powered by Glovebox. God, I love Glovebox. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for I Protect Insurance and Financial Services based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore from Mobile, Alabama. Parade first team All-American rivals, five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome my friend, Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? Great, Scott. How are you today? Best I've ever been. Guys, I've got something to get off my heart today. I'm sitting in the Hampton Inn parking lot this morning, and it is you the live in a Hampton Inn, right? I do. The yeah. best I have felt in six months, and this wave of gratitude came over me. Thankfulness for my family, for Bradley, for all the people in this industry, for the team that I work with every day over at I Protect Insurance. I feel the best Bradley today that I have felt in the past six you, months. You, you did seem like you were in a really good mood when I got here, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, I feel phenomenal and it feels, you know, when your health is not good and you don't feel good all the time, it is, it, it just, you just struggle, man. Mm-hmm. It's just a struggle. And I don't know. I, I now, now let, I don't want to seem like I'm uh not hopped up on antibiotics and uh, steroids right now because I am, and I don't mean steroids like workout steroids. Yeah. I mean like you know so you eat liver three times a day, right? No liver is no. King. But I'm telling you, brother, I have struggled for so long, and I know everybody that that came to the One City World Tour probably thought, you know, that I felt great and everything. I, I, it it is a it it was a get up for for a long time for me. It's been a get up in the morning look myself in the mirror and say, whatever happens today, I got to show up and I got to show out Mm -hmm. and to get up this morning and not feel bad and not feel like just crap is just, is such a blessing in your life. When you got your health, man, Mm -hmm. it really is guys. We've got a great show for you today. And I want to bring him on because we we're, we're kind of up against the clock this morning. Appreciate all of you listening to the show today. I want to, give this man the introduction that he's always deserved. He's been a good friend of mine and a good friend of Bradley's. I was just telling Bradley before we came on, I got a chance to spend about an hour with him the other day and was really the first time I think he and I have gotten to really kind of talk and was very impressed with a lot of what he had to say the other day. So I'm just going to give him the intro that he's always deserved. Ladies and gentlemen, he was born and raised and lives in Denver, Colorado, He has two beautiful daughters, Violet, age five, and Finley, age three, and he is a graduate of the University of Kansas. He uh, worked as a sports media intern for a lot of the local professional sports franchises in the Denver area after college, uh, the Broncos, the Rockies, and the Avalanche. He was in radio there. And then he went to work for the Colorado, Colorado Insurance in marketing and became their director of sales. And today he is the co-founder of Glovebox, chief marketing officer. He's on a mission to take client experience to the next level for independent agents alongside his brother, Ryan and their friend, Sean Mulhern. I love Sean Mulhern. The best hair in the business, best hair in the insurance business. 
The former agency owners are giving clients the self-service they deserve. Glovebox is a system that promotes client self-service and enhances agency workflows. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my profound honor today to introduce to you once again, second or third time guest on the IGP, my friend, Bradley's friend, Mr. Andy Matheson. How are you, Andy? Doing excellent, boys. Really, really appreciate you, boys. I um, Like I was telling you when, when we jumped on here, every time you're in the studio, I get all hyped up. <laughs> I'm listening to, there, there's to, a buzz. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a beer sitting next to you, but it should be. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. It is It is uh, 9.30 in the morning, and it is a uh, alcoholic-free liquid death. That's so, it. Uh, it does look like a beer, though. It does. It's hey, I'll tell you this, Andy. When I feel good, that that energy, that buzz ramps from about a 6 to a 12. So uh, you're in good hands this morning, brother. I've got yes, a lot. Sir. I've got a lot I want to talk to you about, and I was very impressed with some of the things that you and I talked about relative to this podcast and creating a community from the following that Bradley and I have cultivated over the last five years with this podcast, some of the things you said to me the other day really resonated with me, and I appreciate the advice. Absolutely. Um, I want to talk a little bit about marketing. You are a guy that has spent a lot of time uh, in marketing in the insurance space. Now, I realize that today... Your team over at Glovebox, you're more on that vendor side than you are the agency side. But the question that I had for you was this, and we're going to get into a lot of what Glovebox is doing today too. I don't want anybody to think that we're not, but I wanted to ask you after going over to the vendor side and now taking a look back at the agency mm. side from a different lens a good question. If you had it to do today, if I hired you today to be our director of marketing for iProtect Insurance, what specific direct marketing type campaigns or marketing ideas would you implement in my agency? Dropped it on the first question. Well done, sir. Thank well you. done. I mean, I can see I'm everyone like, leaning up in their chair. Yeah, they're like turning, yeah. Their, yeah. turning their volume up on their car right now. You know, it's funny at the agency, you don't really know any better, right? You're jumping into an industry that's, uh, as we say all the time, old school, antiquated. Uh, you're just trying to make things fresh and fun. Right. Clients don't uh, don't really care uh, who your agency is for the most part. They really just don't, guys. And uh, we have to be okay with that. Um, and so when I look at uh, the agency space from an outsider's perspective now, I think about how I would make that a exciting um, experience for a client. We talk about client experience all the time. We think it's a missing piece of the independent channel. Uh, the directs, the captives, the internet companies do a good job of making that experience delightful. And so we as independent agents should be doing the same. And so when you try and mimic that process, um, I think it's going to be kind of a challenge because you're going up against big time Super Bowl commercials. You're going up against uh, technology that's hard to keep up with. Uh, but if you can be boots on the ground with a um, agency um, brand that stands out to the public, because remember, John Smith Insurance agencies all over the place, you're competing against, you know, 5, 10, 25 other independent agencies in your area. How are you, the brand, going to specifically stand out to that individual and make them want to care? Uh, example, when I came over to the vendor side here at Glovebox, it was all about just simply less about what the product's going to do because quite honestly, it wasn't there yet anyways. And more about what is this brand going to 
how is it going to make an impact immediately into the insurtech space so that people care about it, recognize it, and are curious about it? Mm-hmm. And you could have that same impact on, as an agency. You know, where they're curious about why you're different. Um, what impact are you going to make in their lives that they didn't have prior? Um, and how are you standing out from the guy up the street? So I think you have to start with those parameters. Now, you ask a pretty specific question. What campaigns? Um, what am I doing as an agency to kind of... Um, uh, to make myself, uh, you know, honestly, at the end of the day, it's a lead generation, right? How am I getting in the door to close business? Um, so, you know, your your experience, guys, is a red carpet. You're rolling out the red carpet. You're of a brand that people know because they've seen it around the town so much, whether it's digital, whether it's uh, uh, whether it's door knocking, whether it's honestly just the, the lead generation side from the mortgage broker professional networking aspect. If you are scattering yourselves all over the market in various areas and various uh, segments or silos, if you will, then you're going to be a name that people recognize. Number one, that rolling out the red carpet is, a, is, a, is an onboarding process, whether it's a prospect, a current client, or an ex date, doesn't quite matter who it is. And you're making them feel welcome to your agency, and, and you have to do that uniquely. So, what do you have to break down what you guys do on the operation side? How are you making that very impactful for the client? So, I think you have to really digest what each agency does and their operations to make it stand out to the market. Hey, I want to ask you a question. I'm, I know Bradley's got a question here too, but you know, you've really pissed me off this morning, just right out of the gate. I just <laughs> want to go ahead and I just want to go ahead and get this off the table. So, and you know, and you know, I'm kidding with you, by the way. But of uh, course, man. Come when on. You, when you said it, when you said it, I thought, uh oh, here we go, because I think it's something we need to talk about. You came out right, of the gate. Took that personally. You came out of the gate hot because the very first sentence out of his mouth. Did you hear him say it? Clients don't give a shit about your agency. Explain what you meant by that, Andy. I want to understand that. Absolutely love the question as well. And the reason I go that route is because when I'm talking to friends, families, uh, other businesses, when the topic of insurance comes up, guys. Well, number one, if you ask them who their agent is, I would say 75% of them don't know that person's name nor the agency name. So that's first. You'll get us. Uh, 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 no, no, no. Uh, uh, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what you get. I'm going to tell you a story. But go Wait, ahead. I, I, hold on. I'm only halfway through my answer. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to hold oh, off till you get finished, and then I'm going to tell my story. <laughs> you like that? I don't know if you've ever been cut off on your own show. My bad. My bad. <laughs> okay. I feel comfortable. I feel comfortable. Hey, if we're feeling so comfortable this morning, we could take our shirts off. I know you do it all the time. Uh, I did, did it yesterday, by the way. Twice, oh, no. We're doing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, the second I would part normally the- I would normally sign off on that, but he looks so good in his yellow and, and gray <laughs> flannel. Which, if you're listening right now, tune into our YouTube. You can actually see yeah. the outfit that Scott's wearing. There you go. So, there you go. Give me a little, give me a little Batman YouTube. right now, Scott. Give me one of these. Ah, yeah. Or is that Superman? All right, yeah, Superman. There you go. So you bring up a great point, and I'm gonna let you finish. But you said <laughs> when the topic of insurance comes up around say the Thanksgiving table or somebody just brings up insurance family members typically just don't even know who their insurance agent is. Yeah. And it's kind of uh it's obvious, right? They, number one, they dismiss it when, when they receive those deck pages in the mail, they're putting them in a filing cabinet and or the trash, right? So they're not going to see those deck pages pretty if much. They ever. even open the mail. Exactly. And do you guys open your own deck pages? No. I doubt. No. Um, so uh, I at- can confirm that I do not. Yeah, yeah. So see, that's kind of an indication. Uh, because us, I use Glovebox and I have my ooh, stuff. But well, yeah. that I wasn't even—I wasn't even going that direction. But you knew it. Um, 
Yeah, and it, no, it's it's honestly just a very glaring and obvious to the conversation that just most people will, you know, turn around and, and look the other way because they don't either they have a poor driving record. They've made a lot of claims. They hate their agent. They don't want to get on the phones and talk to their to, to the uh, carriers, whoever it may be, or whatever the scenario may be. It just is a topic that people typically aren't very excited about and or very um, you know turned off by. It's way so more important to us than it is to them. Correct. So you got to start there, guys. Now, at the end of the day, do we know that we're doing them a, a, a service? Of course we do. And do we know that we're covering their their their, their butts in the case of uh, when they uh, have an incident, not if? Um, yes, we feel good about that. So we should feel uh, very, very uh, proud of our industry and what we do for people. So that's not what I'm trying to get at. I'm just saying when you look at the other side of the coin, we have to understand where we're coming from. Joseph Petrelli, a few weeks ago on an episode, made an interesting point. And I'm trying to remember exactly what he said, but something to the effect of they're not really your customer until they have a claim. Is that I'll what he said? You, I'll tell you exactly what he said. He said, it's my belief after giving this some thought that we need to stop looking there we go, that at, at insurance clients, uh, customers, members as that, and look at every single one of our customers as a claimant. Right. Mm. Look, look at, change the lens and look at everyone because if insurance companies just didn't pay claims at all, nobody would buy insurance. Right. Like, why would you? Why would you spend all thousands of dollars a year on something that? That's uh, why when other eight when agents are talking about a company they don't like and they say, "Oh, they just they don't pay claims," which right. is I hate that so much. It's the stupidest right. statement ever. There's no such thing as an insurance company that doesn't pay claims. Yeah. So, so, so here here's my question, Andy. Do you have more of that answer than what you've given? No, that was pretty much the setting the stage for that for that answer there. Okay, so here's my next question. My next question is of now that you've had a chance to kind of walk outside of the agency side of this and and come back in from the lens of a vendor, what company, what industry and or company do you feel like insurance agencies should emulate? to build and develop that brand in their local community? Is there one that you look at that you go, you know what, if I was an insurance agency, I would try to be like them. Does that make sense? Yeah, it sure does. I love Well, so I'm, I'm very interested in the real estate industry. I think that there's a big divide between great real estate agents and poor ones. And I guess you could kind of say the same thing about our industry. Um, there's so many of us, right? Agents, uh, there's so many real estate agents. I would imagine there's probably way more real estate agents. But what I'm trying to get at is that the good ones have so much focus and and um, dedication to their. To, I keep going back to the to the word brand. Their brand is vital to their success, and I think they do a, an extremely good job. The good ones mm -hmm. at making it well known at why they're different. And if I keep going back to one thing, it's that if you don't stand out, you're not worth anything because people don't care, right? So let's just make that a big equation there. If you can stand out, make them care, then it matters to that. Then it matters. Like your process is important to the, at the end of the day, if you're reeling in clients, that whole process is an equation that you have to, to nail. So I think right. real estate is the good ones have done a great job of that. Hopefully that is a good answer for you. So you would emulate, if you're, if you're an insurance agent and you're trying to brand your agency in a local community, in your opinion, the most hand and glove type scenario to mimic would be a fantastic 
real estate agent who has been uber successful in creating their brand in your local area? And do you know why? It's because they make me care about their industry when in fact I'm not in the market to buy a home. Mm. How have they done such a good job to make me care about what they're saying when I am literally uh, six months out from already purchasing a home? So why am I still paying attention to their uh, promotions, their their social ads, whatever it may be? Uh, their marketing material in, in general is typically keeping me engaged throughout the process of wh- whether I'm not whether I'm interested in buying a home or not. Well, and the beautiful thing too about our industry compared to real estate, you know, a couple of years ago, I was heavily recruiting as I am now, and I tweeted, I said, "We're officially in the everyone's a realtor part of the economy." Right. Where I would see someone on LinkedIn that, oh, this this person looks like a good hire, and then she would be a real estate agent or he would be a real estate agent, <laughs> and I'm like, the market's good. They're not, you know, they're not leaving being a real estate agent. And and now we're in the part of the everyone's getting out of real estate part right. of the economy. Right, but right. you know, I'm I'm heavily recruiting and interviewing right now. And one of the things I explained to to them is, you know, every single person you come into contact with that as a real estate agent, you're the real estate agent, are not going to buy a house in the immediate future. Sure, a small percentage of them are, but most of them are not. Whereas in insurance, anyone is your client at any time. Everyone buys insurance. So that's the advantage of you just have to know how to talk to people and know who your target client is. And so if you look at it through that lens, it's a, it's an interesting co- possible career change, I, not to mention the residual income aspect of it. I had a story and I'm going to tell it because it goes in line with what you and Andy just said relative to Andy coming out of the gate hot with clients just don't really give a shit about your agency, which I I loved by the way. I think that's now the title of this episode. I think I think I think <laughs> agents need to I think agents need to hear that. I think they need to. I tell people all the time. I don't care what industry you're in, the, especially for insurance agents because we are in the most boring industry in the history of the universe, right? There's never been anything more boring. Maybe accounting, engineer, uh, engineering might fall. The funeral industry. Funeral homes, yeah. But I was I was up in Indianapolis last year for Chris Paradiso's Mastermind event, and I, I got to the airport in Indianapolis, and I jumped into a Uber with Mick Hunt. Mick was in the back seat. There was, I can't remember. There was one other person in the back seat. Might've been Clinton Orr from my agency. And I was in the front seat of an SUV with a lady that was driving us down to the hotel. And we were in there talking and Mick and I were talking about this exact topic about people not even knowing who their insurance agent is. And I look over at this lady and I said, ma'am, can I ask you a question? And she said, Mm -hmm. sure. No problem. I said, you drive an Uber, right? This this is your vehicle. Yes, it's mine. How many vehicles do you have? Well, my husband and I, we have three vehicles. You got you own a house? Yep, own a house. How many kids you got? Got two kids, you know, son, daughter, blah, blah, blah. And I said, Can, who do you have your insurance with? And she thought about it for a second, and she said, well, I ha- we have it with Allstate. And I said, well, I said, let me ask you another question. I said, do you know who your Allstate, what your Allstate agent's name is? And she said, you know. I don't, I don't know who my all state agent is, but she said he has got a girl, a woman that works in his office that is so friendly and so nice to us. Anytime we call with a billing question or a claim, she is just so good. 
and helps us so much that I just don't think I could ever go anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And I, I say that to say this, uh, you know, you always hear me talk about Paula Dean and sweet tea. They may not know who their agent is, but they probably know somebody in your agency. That's the person mm -hmm. that helps them when they do have an issue and they want to talk to somebody on the phone. Does yeah. that make sense? Boy, you nailed that. Yep. My, uh, my grandma is the same way. And I say that uh, she's a 93 year old woman, but she, uh, when she calls our former agency, she has to talk to Sarah. Now Sarah doesn't do service anymore. She's moved on to another role. She's operations, but Sarah still takes the phone call for my grandma, sure. which is exactly the point. She's the POC for her at the agency. So right. exactly. If you have that dedicated client experience representative, uh, we call it a CXR, a client experience rep. Mm. That person can be a great uh, liaison between the actual writing agent and the uh, the client there, that bridge. So, Andy, I wanted to tell you something. I wanted oh, to God. tell all of our podcast listeners something. Okay. I get asked all the time, Scott, you use Glovebox for your personal lines, but what about commercial? Like, what, ah. What's going on with commercial? Well, guys, Glovebox now supports my entire book of business from personal lines to commercial, even life policies. Our commercial clients can request and manage their certificates. That is freaking huge billing and tons of other service related stuff. Now my commercial clients are being cross-sold personal. My personal are being cross-sold commercial and everything is managed within our agency branded mobile app, which now has your logo on it, right, Andy? That's tell, like tell everybody about that update. Ever, the best thing we've ever done. I mean, it happened Did a you lot. Know no, look at yeah, my phone. Yeah, look at my phone. Scott, what are you guys talking app? about? Look at my phone. Look at the look at the bottom. Look at the bottom left hand corner. Does it say portal there? Portal logo. It does. So now. When they put when they download the app on their phone, instead of it saying glove box, it's gonna have your agency logo on there. <laughs> Talk about them knowing who their insurance agent everything is. We've done. I mean, and the most highly used device in people's lives right here. And they're just constantly scrolling past your brand all the time. And they know that it's a virtual CSR. They can access it 24-7, 365 weekends, nights. And I think that's vital to have a virtual CSR, the one that's sitting on people's phones all the time. Hmm. And so that's funny. That's the the best thing we've ever done is just turn that. And it was a big deal. Like it wasn't an easy lift per se to just make that happen. Right. Um, so I bet I'll dude. say that, yeah, the app icon is like the coolest thing we've done, which is so well, we simple. We talked about, we talked about you guys doing that when you, before you launched. Yeah, no, man. And yeah, I remember that phone call. Nobody else um, is doing that. I know. And it's, it's, it's certainly like we have skilled people over here that have made that take, take place. Uh, but you got to have some insight on kind of what, what happens behind the scenes in order for that to take effect. So, um, so Andy, I've got to tell you something real quick, real quick. Yeah, and we'll, we're going to yeah. jump back on this. So sure. about two weeks before the one city world tour, my business partner, Clinton Orr, great commercial agent in our office, Clint calls me one day and he goes, Hey, aren't y'all having the one city world tour in a couple of weeks? And I said, yeah, we sure are. He said, are you still doing it with glove box? And I said, yeah, yeah. Andy and Ryan will be there and you know, whatever. And he said, do me a favor when you're down there and ask them when commercial is going to be available on glove box. So we get down there and I walk into the hotel from the airport. And Ryan was sitting in a, like an atrium area working on his laptop. And I think I walked up to him. I said, Hey brother, when y'all going to have commercial for glove box? And he kind of started laughing and he said about four weeks from today and here, and here we are 
You know, Ryan's not supposed to do that, by the way. He's like, he's like uh, the victim in this because, well, I, I actually, I'm going to turn around on him. He should not be calling out dates in which we're launching product feature uh, because at the end of the day, people get on our ass. Now, here's what's happened, guys. And I'll be the first to admit, we have been, uh, it's been clunky to try and get out feature functionalities in, fr- in front of our, you know, our, our customer base, because behind the scenes, there's a lot of foundational stuff that you don't see going on. Right. When you build a system, a piece of paper, it's got to be um, in sync with what actually happens on the interface. Right. Sure. And so there's a lot of infrastructure that had to take place in order for this to happen. Now it's sped up quite a bit in order to get us to this place. Now we're calling the commercial launch March Madness because it's a, it's a good month to get it rolled out and people are excited about uh, many things in March. So let's get them excited about commercial lines being involved with Globe. One of those things too, in tech, like, so we're, we're, I've publicly said this, I don't think on the podcast, but we're, we're building a, personal lines raider that we're funding ourselves in the agency and all we hey listen everybody out there listen for a second all we need is 6.7 million dollars correct deposited into my personal checking account and we're going to make this happen hell or high water well so the but the thing is is everything in tech it takes longer than projected like we and this is not not speaking towards the firm that's building it they've done a great job it's just you think, okay, that should be done in two weeks and it takes four, right? Everything takes a little bit longer. And if you've ever worked for a corporation that's rolling out some technology, it's always like, oh, well, that's that goes on this time. So like, it's going to be six months from now, even though they're saying it's going to be next week. Right. So everything just takes a little bit longer when you're developing these tools because you think they're done and then a bug pops up, pops up. At 8.30 this morning, I was on a call with the dev team, half of them, which are across the world, going through issues that Natasha had with with one of her quotes. So. Wow. So, mm-hmm. so Andy, I, I got to know this. Okay. All I do is I'm a, I'm clairvoyant and I speak through all my agents out there that are listening right now. We love that. Um, talk to me a little bit about the commercial functionality within glove box. Now I'm going to assume that if I'm an agent listening to this right now, one of my questions is, well, I'm going to assume that that carriers like Nationwide, Travelers, Liberty Mutual, those types of carriers that download, that stuff's going to be super two, super simple to be in there, right? Two, two of those two of those three can kick rocks. Anyway, continue. <laughs> well, that's another podcast episode. <laughs> yeah, it is. So the carriers that download are are going to be super simple to get into glove box. What about the ENS stuff, the wholesale broker type stuff that somebody may have a policy. How does that, or is that able to get in there? Yeah. Yeah. Love the question. Actually, I'll just break it down like this. So uh, commercial lines, as far as what it entails inside of our system includes access to all commercial lines carriers. Um, So obviously that includes your agency bill carriers, your direct bill carriers, um, supporting all commercial uh, policy types, um, we're having major enhancements. Uh, we have major have made major enhancements inside of the policyholder profile inside of Glovebox HQ, which is the agency dashboard. Um, and then the big one being certificates, uh, the ability for a policyholder to request a certificate, being able to deliver it securely inside of um, a Glovebox account for an individual is a huge, huge opportunity to save some time. If you guys are a commercial agency right now, issuing your own certificates and and there are situations you know if you're trucking or contractors and they need special language for sure but if you're issuing your own certificates look at that person that issues those certificates and get with them if your system doesn't have the ability to track it okay get with them and 
ask them how long does it take you to issue a certificate? So what's the so I do I do have a VA that all that he does all day is issue certificates. What's my other option? Look, look at them on how long it takes them to issue a certificate. Okay. And average time. average time, multiply that times the hour that you pay them. And that's what it's costing you to issue those certificates. So how how what would be a better way to do that besides glove box? I mean, I know glove box glove box, glove box is going to be the way glove box to, for the the owner to just go in there, click a button and be able to get a certificate of insurance. Yeah. Now, actually, it's going to come out even further in phases where the um, actual um, uh, the cert holder will be able to fill out their own uh, with approval from the agency. Right. So that's going right. to be a kind of phase two approach where you can actually go fill out your own cert. But just look at uh, that. That's how, that's how people should look at technology, yeah. Andy. They should not look at what the technology costs. They should take the amount of time it's going to save their people times the hourly rate that you're paying that person. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you that cost is more than what you pay for the technology that does that for you. Yeah. Right. It'll actually be the premise for the sales pitch. It's like you either spend it with a staff member, you spend it on technology that people prefer anyway. So you right. are giving the, the client what they want, but you're also saving money and time. So right. let's look at that as a whole. So, yeah. And the workflows, guys, are really important. So agency bill workflows, direct bill workflows have been built into the system to ensure that, hey, if you have that specific scenario, you can roll with the punches on it. Now, it's also going to be a home base for things like agency bill payment links. So if you have custom payment links for your agency bill, you can go ahead and plug that into the system. Mm. Uh, you can do quote capture links. Hey, I have a specific quote capture that I use for my commercial business. Go ahead and plug that into the Lastly, uh, a claim link. So if you have a specific, uh, you know, make a claim link that you want to put inside the application, you can do that. See, what's happened with Glovebox is it's turned into a home base for other software. For You know, any quote capture can be plugged in behind the get a quote button. Any service request uh, software can be plugged in behind the service request feature. There's all these workflows that we've been able to fine tune behind the scenes, which makes it most effective. And I keep going back to workflows. Because if we're enhancing the day-to-day -day of an agent, then they're going to be go ahead and be able to produce more business. And at the end of the day, we want them to have a big, better bottom line. So if we're increasing retention, lowering costs, making the experience with the client much better, I think we're well-rounded in that approach to what software can do. All right. Last thing, and then we got to go. Do it. Active policy monitoring. I know kind of what it is. Tell our audience yeah. what that's going to be that's that's coming out as well. Yeah, so the standard for what Glovebox does is it displays AMS data. What's every living your management system? We go ahead and take certain uh, uh, data points, things like uh, policy number, expiration dates, carrier, line of business. We present that to the policyholder so that they have quick and easy access to their data. And then what we do outside of that is if they have, uh, we, we have this premium uh, feature inside of Glovebox. And if it's available based on the carrier they're written with, they can activate something called active policy monitoring. And when they do that, they're just asked to log into their carrier, which goes ahead and makes a stable connection to that carrier. And now we're actively monitoring their, their policy data and documents. Every night we refresh it inside our system and have that live inside a client's glove box. So that basically for any uh, uh, changes, any renewals, any billing updates, we can go ahead and present that to the policyholder. Anything that's been uniquely different for that individual's policy is being displayed inside their app. So basically it's, it's real time monitoring their policy. Yeah, and that's really never been done outside of the individual carrier app itself, right? But now you're activating it on a series of, hey, this is my agency's app, and I have multiple carriers, and I want to be able to do that frequently. And and, and no cost. No cost Correct. to the client at all. It's Correct. just you it's activate that within the system or inside the Glovebox app for that particular carrier if it's available, 
and it will just start doing it. They'll be prompted to go ahead and activate that premium upgrade. Yeah, right, right. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, hey, Andy, I want to tell you something before we get go here in a second. I want to tell you how proud I am of you and Ryan. Thank I you. am probably one of maybe a few people that understand how hard you guys have worked to take glove box to exactly what you just said, a premium product for insurance agents. So I feel like we've taken it from the basic Honda Accord to now like a, you know, like a Ferrari in, in the past couple of three months. And I'm, I'm just super proud of both of you guys for, for what you've accomplished. It's, it's been a long, so much long, it's long go. Really cool friendship. Uh, and I appreciate you guys supporting us along the way. It's not easy building a tech company as Bradley said. So yeah, thanks for the patience and allowing us to get this done for you guys. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Hey brother, we love you very much. I'm going to shut this thing got down right now. So guys, as I end every episode, rewards come from action, not discussion. All I ask you to do, and I'm, I have always been transparent with everybody that listens to this podcast, both in my personal life and in business. Glovebox is a sponsor of the Insurance Guys podcast, okay? All I've ever asked all of you to do is to go to Glovebox and get a demo. If you got one a year ago or in the past, by the time this episode comes out, a lot of this new functionality is going to be available, which is a game changer in your agency. So I would ask you go back, or if you haven't already go to glove box and get a demo and look at all the new functionality that is out there now. And it's like I said, the difference between a Honda Accord and a Ferrari. So you need to go do that for me, if for nothing else, for yourself and your agency to see if glove box is the right fit for you. So rewards come from action, not discussion, get your ass out from behind that desk today, go out into the big, bad world, sell insurance, make money for your family, for your husband, for your wife, for your kids, college fund and your parents and your in-laws that are struggling out there today, go make money for them, write good business for the companies that you represent and write good business for the agencies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love Thanks, you. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate you, boys, so much. Andy, we love you, brother. Hang in there. I'll talk to you soon. Guys, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. We love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for being a part of our family, and we'll see you back here real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at scott at iprotectinsurance.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to portalinsurance.com or email him at bradley at portalinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. We thank you so much for listening to our show and being a part of our family. And we look forward to seeing you again next week on the next episode of the Insurance Guys podcast. Take care. <laughs>